If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to the In and After Show. With me is James Beckett from Anime News Network. He's our reviewer for Demon Slayer, a bunch of other great stuff. And we've got Jackie Jing coming from the video production side. Hello. Did you guys have a good Halloween? Yeah. Mine was pretty fun. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I had a volleyball tournament, which I won. So I was oh, like, good job. That's great. Nice. Yeah, that was super fun. And I'm I'm an old lady, so like I haven't won a tournament in a long time. So I was like, let's go. Um, and then I went to a party and realized I'm just too old for parties now because I was very tired the whole yeah. time and very tired at the end. So I was like, this might be one of my last Halloween parties, everybody. Yeah. The last party I went to before COVID, my wife and I decided to be cool kids and we were out until like probably one or two in the morning. And then we had like an hour drive home. And oh, the wow. next day we felt it was the most hungover I'd ever felt. And I hadn't had a single drink. I just felt oh, yeah. uh, I felt like death. And so I think that was my last one. I think from now on I have to I have to obey my old man bedtime. When yeah. you start getting hungover off of one drink or two drinks or no drinks, that's when none. you're like <laughs> I had a diet coke. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just like, it's it's hit. I'm officially yeah. old. So, yay, yeah. we're old, everybody. Yeah. yeah. When it, when I, it gets uh, like too foggy outside, one of my knees starts to get like a, a little weird feeling. So I oh, think, yeah. really? It oh, it's not a joke. Lindsay, yeah, I'm glad you're immortal because it's, can I tell you all? So I was, I knew I had this volleyball tournament coming up and my old, ass basically went down for a ball and I like hurt my my right knee and I was like you know what it's okay I'm just getting older like take a couple days off went to training two days later hurt my other knee and I was oh, like this no. is just this is just getting old at this, this point just life, like yeah. it's just it's just life now <laughs> like we just have to accept these things happen yeah so, yeah. yeah I took the kids uh trick-or-treating in the neighborhood so Aww. yeah my uh my older son was dressed up as a creepy pasta monster called the rake which is one i'm not even familiar with i'm gonna have to like go onto the creepy pasta wiki or something and anyway he was really scary scared the crap out of me and then his younger brother was a witch which for him meant he wore you know like a wizard style hat yeah and a bathrobe and nice. he was just he was just thrilled to yeah, just be so out. Wasn't he's he got... a warlock or a wizard? Yeah, but if you ask him, he tells you he's a witch. He's fine. Yeah. He's just like, I'm a witch. I'm like, okay. To be honest, sure. I always thought they were all the same, and we yeah. all just pick different endings for the W part. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, essentially, yeah. I'd always be like, what's the difference? But 
That's cute. I want to see yeah. photos. What did you dress up as? I was a mushroom. <laughs> Why did I even ask, James? I, Why did I, I even ask? I was like, already informed. That was so and... stupid of me to even ask. <laughs> My reaction was I just, I could have easily guessed that. It was like a closet cosplay too, because I already had a dress that had mushrooms all over it. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, the blue one. With, yeah. And then I took um, my red hat that I got from uh, my Kinoko cosplay from My Hero Academia. I just took the hat and wore it with it, so it matched. And mm -hmm. I have a cardigan that's got mushrooms on the sleeves, so I wore that, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm a mushroom." So that's cute, James. Yeah. What were you? Uh, I didn't dress up this year because I was boring and I had a lot of... Oh my God, Lindsay and I were so upset about that. Yeah. We weren't like, oh, okay. We were both like, what? You got to dress up even if you're just you staying in your own house. Dress to dress yeah. I, so I, I have an outfit that I put on. It's been my like default Halloween outfit for a couple of years where it's the, the Freddy Krueger uh, sweater and the glove. And then uh -huh. I have a, a Freddy Fazbear mask. And so I just tell okay. everyone that I'm Freddy and no matter how old they are, they get it. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, it was just me and my wife, and I, I will admit, I didn't, I, uh, I, I didn't feel the the spirit as much this year. I think just because of how busy I was, and I did dirty by the spirits, guys. I'm sorry. You did. Sorry. I even sorry. carved a pumpkin. I grew pumpkins in my backyard, and like I didn't expect any, and I got like six very large, like twenty pound pumpkins wow. just grew okay. in my backyard. I was like, okay, well, so I carved one of those. Um, my son, Eric, again, the one who dressed up really scary, he wanted a white pumpkin this year and he made an eyeball out of it and it was really convincing. I'm That's a little awesome. scared Dude, of him Those right white now. pumpkins are so cool looking. They're, I don't know if this has just been my experience. They're very hard to carve usually. Yeah, yeah and They're he carved, bigger, right? uh, yeah, and he carved the bottom out of it as opposed to like carving a picture in the side or the top. That way it would have the, what he did was like he he cut a whole bunch of little dashes in it and then he had the bottom carved out and then he colored that with black sharpie and then put it back in so when you put the light inside like you actually get like some variants of color oh, that's smart well, I don't, um that's what smart. yeah yeah um, i'm like how the hell did he figure this out i thought it up himself normal pumpkin <laughs> remember your what in the hell? last year jackie oh my gosh yeah and i had a white pumpkin and remember it was so hard that's why yeah. i was like he was able to carve up with a i thought that the skin was much thicker but maybe that's that's just me i don't know no it might be now that you mention it because it's really yeah. smooth on the outside it might actually it was thicker. like i was like why not just i wanted to be cool and got the white pumpkin and should just done the traditional you know gotta make my life harder i was poison ivy um yeah i, like I saw say, that on on, um, well, I saw you dressed as her on Twitter. I didn't know it was your Halloween costume, though. But... It was. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I lost all of my leaves by the end of the night and my wig. So that's when you know you had a good time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like yeah. totally misplaced the parts of it. Well, it was just like I was with people and and then it, it just started, the vines started falling off and then yeah. they get ripped off. And I was just like, whatever, it's fine. And literally they were like all gone by the end. And then my wig, I just, it was already in really bad shape. And so I just was like, screw it. It's gone. So oh my hurts. gosh, that looks amazing. Yeah, it's like it has like. Are you joking me right now? It, are those uh, are those like veiny streaks naturally from the pumpkin, or is that just? No, he took a red sharpie okay. and made the veins on it. Dude, your son is so creative. This is like scary how creative he is. Yeah, I'm so shook if, right now. So one of the things he did, it's based on. Um, the Eye of Cthulhu from the Terraria game that he likes to play. So okay. also, if 
if you take the the black eyeball part out, he has a bunch of plastic fangs stabbed into the little parts, so it looks like it's got teeth. Too. <laughs> like I said, I'm wow. kind of scared of him right now. Just like a That's little so cool. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, super talented. That's super cute. Yeah, even Kagura Lion is chiming in. He's like, that's smart. That's really good. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll show you guys a picture of his Halloween costume real quick. And then I promise we'll get to anime because we actually have a lot of anime to talk about. Um, this, this week we're talking about the new Sword Art Online movie. We're talking about the Spy Family. I don't know if the X is silent or not. It's silent in Hunter Hunter. So I'm assuming in Spy Family, the X is also silent. So I still say it. I, I refuse to make to make letters and titles silent. I'll always call it Hunter X Hunter. <laughs> yeah. What what is the deal with that? Why are is did the creator say it has to be Hunter Hunter? I don't I don't know. This I'm is like, frightening, by the way. That yeah, that's fun. Eric. That's Eric. Cute. If I woke I up and I saw that at the way, end of my cute. hallway, I would I would I would burn my house to the ground. So yeah, I know, right? Like the gloves even have the weird long fingertips on them. So yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's were all creepy. It was yeah. Ah. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't know why the X is silent. Silent Hunter Hunter is silent in Gun Sword. I always thought it was Gun by Sword, but it's Gun Sword, and is uh, silent in uh, Spy Family. So we're gonna be talking about those. We're also gonna be talking about two anime that are loosely related: uh, Ranking of Kings, which is by far like my favorite this season will be yelling about that show for the next six months. And we're also talking about Comey Can't Communicate, which is actually pretty cute. Um, I've got some mixed feelings on that one. Uh, Anime NYC is coming up. That's going to be at the Javits uh, this month. I will be there. Anime News Network even has a panel. So if you show up to that, I believe it's on Saturday at 1 p.m., subject to change, possibly. Uh, I'll be there. Chris McDonald. Um, not sure who else is joining us. We'll give you all the lowdown on what Anime News Network is up to, but I'm looking forward to that con. Um, yeah, it's so surreal the cons are coming back. Like that doesn't even feel like just hearing about all the cons and seeing all the news on Twitter. Oh, it's like, oh you wow, know what? Cons again. What? I didn't think about this. I saw um, World Heroes Mission. Oh yeah, oh, you yeah, went to the like, red carpet for that. I'm surprised I didn't even think to chat about that with y'all. Yeah, it's out now. Yeah, isn't it? Um, it's in theaters cool. now. If you, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in theaters Heroes this Mission, weekend. Yeah, yeah. The My Hero Academia movie. Um, has finally come stateside but yeah jackie was at the red carpet how was the red carpet event for that um well it was super fun um i dressed up as a character in it it's like this little bird um uh -huh. who is just like absolutely the cutest character i think i've seen in that anime like period which is saying a lot because there's a ton of cute characters but this little bird is just so precious um and her name i think is pino or their name is pino um and yeah i'm not gonna lie like first it was very cool to be at like a big event like that because the last time i went to a red carpet um was literally two years ago um for their last movie which was was a heroes rising right yeah yeah Sorry, I'm like, I knew it had heroes in it. I just wanted to make yeah. sure I wasn't messing it up. Um, and so it was kind of like emotional because I was like, oh my gosh, like the last time I was like doing something like this was like two years ago, you know? But um, it was really cool. And um, when I saw Mugen Train, I was like kind of low-key sad because there was like nobody in the theater but me and like right. everyone was scattered out. And um, the environment was just like not what it usually is like for anime movies. And um, so we started to watch this one. And mind you, this movie starts off really heavy and dark, but like nobody was cheering or anything. And I was like, kind of, you know, I was like, what the, 
Like that's what we Where's do the here. Where's yeah, my yeah, talk? Anime yeah. crowds are always the loudest. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. But I was like, I just think people were not used to it, and so like the opening song started, and I like screamed at the top of my lungs, and everybody just started going. But I was like, oh. I will not sit here and be quiet. <laughs> I was like, I refuse. But I was like, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say it was just because the beginning was like super dark yeah. um but then i was like nah y'all we 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 have not waited two years to sit amongst other otaku and be like quiet right now yeah. you know so yeah. then like everybody started cheering and then it was like right back to normal like everyone was like ooing and awing and like oh you know like just reacting and i was just like god i, I missed it like that yeah. was like the first time i almost felt like we were kind of normal but yeah. again protocols are much different like you know i they were funimation was super safe like there was masks and separating people and it was outdoors and all that but it was normal-ish you know nor was it like normal like, like a drive like a good, yeah. um they had it in a parking lot and it had like a really really high kind of like tent you know what i mean oh, but okay. it was open you know it was oh, okay. cold i ain't gonna even lie like it was cold but like i think it's just appropriate considering everything yeah. you know yeah um but it was really cool and there was tons of people in there and like you know spaced out again appropriately but i was like this is dope we're like kind of getting back to normal-ish so yeah 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 Did you like it the was movie? fun yeah um so i'm one of those people after i see every movie i'm like holy that was amazing that was the best one in the franchise you know um and so when i left i was with my friends and i was like it was the best one i think i thought about some more and i think heroes rising maybe was a little bit better okay. um, but this one is still really really fun um great animation and like some real like heart like pull your heartstring moments which we all love you know Black 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 moments in there. the movies aren't canon or, or like the movies are canon they're they are? no okay. they're canon a hundred percent i forgot when this one's supposed to take place though I, I i assumed it took place during when they were training under endeavor they're definitely under endeavor because endeavor is like in part of it like he's just yelling at them and you know yeah. it's like a part of that like arc or like around that time um but yeah, it was, I mean, the boys all got to show up, like, you know, like it was definitely focused around like Deku, the new character who has like a little bird friend. And then um, his name is R Rody Soul. And then um, Bakugo and Todoroki for sure. Like it was fun. It was fun to watch. So once it comes out to, even if it comes out to like rent on demand or something streaming, I'd like to see it. I don't know if we'll go, I don't know. I think it might be playing in theaters near me, but there's like so many good movies in theaters right now. I feel like I have to be really picky on what i want to go Girl. see yeah. i saw eternals too i don't know if y'all want is that out yet too no uh, it's not yes. okay is it yes no i'm not sure i, I went to I an early screening it's so hard it. for me to keep oh, okay. track of when out of is eternals out i went to an early screening so it's november for some reason 5th, i thought it was it like november something um okay. all i will say is that it is unlike any other marvel movie i've ever seen um mm. and everybody in it is extremely fucking good looking on another level i'm sorry like it was just like i was like every time they were on screen i was like got so jacked for it i think it's like yeah, yeah no yeah, they yeah. all look like super good looking and it's super inclusive and diverse and it but it i think i was just it the tone is different than any other marvel movie so it's had mixed reviews but i thought that it was solid and fun and entertaining but it was definitely like more serious and heavy than oh, most okay. marvel movies so i was like oh but I yeah. mean, mixed reviews to me usually at least make for a more interesting conversation. 
Um, yeah. If it was like, you know, exactly. if it had like a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes, that's maybe a sign that it's not doing doing something. Yeah. But when it's, when it's more in the middle there, like I, I find that a lot more interesting than when it's just when everyone goes, yeah, it was fine. Oh, yeah, it was the difference like, between the critic and the fan scores because I mean sometimes yeah. something's not a people like some it's not an audience pleaser, but if you like weird stuff like I do and it's got a high critic yeah. score, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll probably like this because it might left people cold, but I like weird stuff, so this might be for me. But then there are yeah. other times where it's like the critics dump on it, but the audience score is really high. I'm like, okay, well, this is probably entertaining, even if it like everything doesn't come together perfectly it's probably fun and then I'll still go see it for that reason too. So, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, I feel like, I feel like Lindsay will like it, but talking okay. about all the great movies out there, it's like Venom, Dune. I still haven't yeah. seen either of those. Oh, you, you know, at least like, watch Dune at home. If you've got an HBO. Yeah, you're right. I got to get on it. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to somebody yesterday and somebody was saying how they were wished, um, like we're talking about the new Cowboy Bebop and they're like, Timothy Chalmay would, what I thought would have been a good spike. And I'm like, Timothy no. Chalmay. No, He's I agree. Like 12. I love cast him for everything. First of all, way, I agree way too young, but in real talk, Timothy Chalmay just could be in any role. And he's just like, so physically perfect. You're just like, right. do whatever you want. Him he's like an Angelina Jolie. Yeah. I, I guess know. if they wanted to do like a Cowboy Bebop prequel or something, like young Spike. Like young spike? Maybe oh my that, God, but... I'd love that. I put him as vicious before I put him as Spike, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I was low-key really fucked up over the actor they picked for Vicious. I don't like him Me either. Vicious was my crush. Yeah. Like, I I thought I liked him better than Spike. And Spike is more boyish fun. Like, Vicious is straight up, like, sexy AF. Yeah. But in a dangerous way. In a dangerous way, but also, like, a little bit, like, pretty boy way. That's why you're, like, Timothy Chalmay. Like, the guy they cast him as is like as a rugged dude, and I was like, "Hold what the wigs I put on him." It, part of it's like the wig, and it was like, "You guys, like, if you can't, I think if they wanted to do Vicious's hair, yeah, like, give him like, like silver highlights human. or something." Yeah, you know, don't well, go. Yeah, I think if they were gonna do it on a living human, they should have like actually went for more like a bad bleach blonde job. Oh, like sure. maybe it looks like he did it himself, so he looks a little. You should look a little strung out. This kind or, of, or you know, lots of guys have that that grayish hair color right now. You know, that's like super in with gamers, and it's like, uh, why does his look like a shitty wig? I know, I'm cussing like so much, it but it like does. A bad, um, what's the guy from The Witcher? Like a bad Geralt cosplay. Ger- oh yeah. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it does. Was- it actually looks like a bad cosplay. I'm not gonna lie, like, um. I'm excited because it's an iteration of like a show that we love, but yeah. um, the, the, the trailer and like the sneak peek, it kind of like, it was, I was very mixed on it. I don't know what y'all felt like the sometimes sneak peek was like a, a low for me. I'm a little warmer on the, tra- like the trailer. That's so what a lot of people are saying in the trailer was better than it was in that sneak peek thing. That was like, nut buckets um yeah. <laughs> i think i'm just going to change my twitter profile description to nut buckets to like nut that's buckets. just like no yeah but um yeah I, I i'm holding out for it i'm still again like on the fence about um redoing a, a lot of the content from the anime i kind of was hoping they'd write their own scenarios for it and then just keep like the julia vicious spike plot line but then you know do their own one-offs and then i saw like the trailer and uh uh, the early it's one. verbatim girl yeah i, was I like, got early screeners too i'm not i'll tell you talk to you about it later 
oh god i think i can get those too i just haven't you definitely can i've i've got emails i haven't followed up on because (laughs) i've been off work for a little while so taking care of children for halloween but i can't wait we honestly when that shit hits we got to talk about that on the show for like maybe like 30 minutes yeah Yeah. I, i actually think to be honest like people are so divisive about that show right now like it it's just i don't it, it's you think it's kind of a niche anime like at least i always have like i've always oh by the way sorry <laughs> but it's like always. yeah like you i've always felt like it wasn't like a super popular property but then to see just how how vocal people are being online about it like i'm like whoa people are super passionate about this property so like yeah. i mean if if growing up in, in around about our age group I mean, that was one of the two, the tsunami Adult Swim like yeah, mainstays. Yeah, yeah. And so if you weren't I if think, you weren't buying anime, yeah. that was like one of the only ones you could really watch on a regular basis. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's like our a age group. Question. We've yeah. aged ourselves. Or us Did you just say it's a generational thing, please? Can you just yeah. stop? No, yeah. Oh, it's like our Cowboy Bebop, I mean, I feel like as far as like popularity level for our generation is probably comparable to Attack on Titan for like the generation right below us. It's like yeah. the anime that you could show to your friends that didn't like anime and they would probably. Yeah, or it. and also could That's maybe so get funny. your parents to watch. Everyone yeah. I show Cowboy Bebop is like, I don't get it. I don't like it. And I'm like, leave my fucking place. Like, <laughs> you cannot, you cannot get out of my but house. I'm it's a good taste like, barometer. Were yeah. we all just weird? I think us three, that was just spoke to our souls. It's just like this like quirky anime about outcasts and it's super dark too. I just, but I the don't comedy know. is also really good. And, great, yeah. and it's one of the few anime where like, it's, it's pretty diverse too. So it felt like the world felt really comparable to like our world, but in space because yeah. there were all kinds of people doing all kinds of things, you know, um, it, it jumped a lot. kind of had the alien barriers. feel of where, where everything felt very, like, lived in. Like, it could be a real thing that yeah. was kind of dirty and crappy, but you still made it work. I really yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, dirty so. and crappy, but still made it work. It's true. I'm not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> the, the the show, uh, we'll just have to talk about it later, James. If that's, <laughs> this is how you're going to describe the anime, that's all I'm going to say. We're gonna I'm have excited to for the that. Netflix show, but I'm not expecting it to be a... a like you're I said, expecting to be a vibes, burning dumpster fire. The vibes I got campy and weird. Yeah. were Speed Racer from 2008, the live action Speed yeah, Racer. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, I yeah, love that movie. Up. And that movie is the cheesiest, campy. Yeah. most beautiful piece of camp trash ever. It's amazing. And yeah, and it's, it's great. Literally, I think it's, it's. I think the difference between those two, though, is that when we think of Speed Racer, the anime, we also think of it being really. Oh yeah, yeah. and that's the thing is that the Wachowskis know what they're doing. Cowboy Bebop is camp, you know. No, hundred percent. They did that on purpose. Um, but even if Cowboy Bebop accidentally does that, I'll still probably have a good time. I might need a. I might need the help of some additional substances in order to enjoy it properly. Reminds me a lot of like Firefly meets like Pee Wee Herman or something. Oh boy, okay. I was I was like Firefly, sure. And then you said Pee Wee yes. Herman. And I was like, what? Yes. There is some. I want weird that show right stuff. now. Yeah. Maybe I'm. There's one of my favorite credit. movies is Southland Tales, and that movie is legitimately insane. So I will take. Why does that sound familiar? Southland Tales. I just it's been brought up like in conversations for weird 
things. I haven't seen it. I if know. I tried Maybe to explain it, it would probably take up the entire rest of the podcast, so I won't. Yeah. But yeah, okay. we gotta get on to like the new stuff. Yeah, talk about shit. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, this is a spy family. I'm gonna actually play the trailer. It won't have sound, so we can just sort of like comment as as we watch it. Um but not get uh flagged. So let me just uh hit play here and how mad are people gonna be if I just call it Spike's family? Spike's family. So I think this looks really good, like animation-wise so far. And this manga is really, really, really popular. Also, the main guy is kind of sexy. Um, so it's it's Wit and Cloverworks, right? Right. Jackie, I think you're muted. I thought the girl was sexy. Wait till you Yo, the, the girl. girl. Sexy that girl. Yeah. She came up. I was like, you are beautiful. I'm here for this. I yeah. did not read the graphic novel, but yeah. um, I feel like it's going to have action. Um, we already saw beautiful animation um, and then it's just adorable. And then yeah. the parents are like super attractive. Yeah. So the just, main guy like, looks like Nanami from JJK. So you know I like him. Um, yeah. and like I the also, anime I version of what was that movie? Mr. and Mrs. Smith from back in the yeah, day? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 Except that yeah. movie sucked. They got like oh, yeah. the good lookingness. <laughs> they got literally brought together the two most attractive people in the world, literally. Um, and then the plot sucked. But that might also be because I love Angelina Jolie and she's in Eternals and she hits different. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually thought it was one of her better acting roles, but she just, I don't want to hate on anybody, but it's just, yeah. Hey, actually take it back. Girl Interrupted. She fucking hit. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, oh, you're right. She's, she was perfect in Girl I haven't Interrupted. watched that in a really long time, but that's a good but, movie. Yeah. Um, but Spy yeah. Family, which has nothing to do with Angelina Jolie. Is uh so yeah, it's very popular. I think you can if you don't own the graphic novels, like haven't bought them, I think you can read it on the Shonen Jump app. Yep. So it's like free if you wanted to like catch up on it before the anime premieres next year. If you're not familiar with the plot, um the blonde guy there, his name's Lloyd, but his spy name is uh Twilight, and he's a master spy, and he's tasked with infiltrating this private school. So to do that, he has to um put together like a fake family so he marries uh the woman that you saw earlier but she's also a spy and then the daughter the playing their daughter i don't think any i don't think the daughter is like actually the woman's like biological okay no uh she's a she's a telepath so she can like read minds um it's supposed to be really cute and actually like pretty funny so i think it's a more like a comedy action vibes Um, yeah i've only read like the first like 10 chapters so far i'm really yeah. bad at reading manga i forget it exists not because it's bad yeah. i just forget but We're the just... chapters i read i was super into the cute like found family vibes i love that stuff yeah i wish that i just don't have time to read manga it sucks like Lindsay has, is able to squeeze it in though. So we really don't have any excuse, James, because we don't have a family and we're not the executive editor of Anime News Network. So I really That's don't true. have an excuse, but she still manages to do it. So what's our problem, James? Yeah. We're just not, we're just just not bothering good enough, both okay? We're just not good We're enough. not good enough. We can't. Ah, uh, shame, shame. Uh, 25 we are, points we are the data to, to Lindsay's boji is what we are. We're... <laughs> We are so not the Dida. We'll talk about that later. I'm going to yeah, think about okay. who everybody is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna, okay. We're going to cast ourselves. But I'm, I'm already got ideas. Really interested in this show coming out. It'll probably get me to check out the manga. What was that? I was also going to say, oh, as James pointed out, Cloverworks and Wit Studios doing it. That's the only part where like, I hope it maintains the level of quality that it has. Um, 
Wit Studios, of course, amazing. They're the ones animating Ranking of Kings. That's what they're doing instead of Attack on Titan now. So, sorry, Attack on Titan. Wit Studios got Ranking of Kings. Worth it. Um, but, but Cloverworks has had, they've had some trouble with their last couple productions. James, do you want to speak on that? Like, you know what? Neverland. I, I, I was willing to forgive Darling in the Franks. I was willing to forgive and to forget because the whole yeah. rest of the world forgot about Darling in the Franks too. But, Dude, everybody yeah. loves that show. What are you talking about? On TikTok, That's, everyone's obsessed. I refuse to I have bullshit. I, I oh, yeah. That. Oh, weird. It's getting I like a second a, life on there. They all just it's like Zero Two. She's a good fit. She's a good cosplay. Yeah, uh, they do. They Kim do Kardashian even modeled her hair after her. Yeah. For Which is fine. Yeah. Uh, that show ruined my life. On the anime, I think, so... But Why I was willing to forgive Darling and the Franks, but then they, what they did to Promise Neverland, that that can't be forgiven. That is, uh, yeah. dude, on, the Promise the Neverland, that was literally one of the best anime I had seen in years. That first yeah. season, like I it had was. not been so attached to seeing a show. Like it was like when it came out, I had to watch it like a minute after it dropped because I was just so determined to see what happened. Yeah, and then the fuck. I was a huge defender of season one because, you know, a lot of people, for understandable reasons, were kind of bummed that Cloverworks kind of ditched the the sort of abstract kind of impressionistic art style for a much more like grounded, um, almost like realistic. Like the whole whole show. Yeah. Yeah. But the manga's characters, you couldn't, I mean. No. Those would be really yeah. The second season anime. was a trash fire, just a legitimate trash fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watched so like bad. three episodes, and then I was like, "No, this is this is sad." Yeah. Like yeah. this used to be. I mean, like, is there any any saving that? Like, we is the manga really good? And like, yeah, they just just, it or something. Yeah. The final just... arc of the manga is not amazing. It, I mean, yeah. it's not the 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 manga gets worse. Like, it, the, I would say the peak of the manga is either the escape the um the farm arc or the goldie pond arc that comes right okay. after that and yeah. the anime straight up skips goldie pond doesn't even like it doesn't happen and yeah. then it, it dives right into the worst part of the manga but then makes it even worse by cutting out like 65 to 80 percent of it <laughs> so no yeah. there, i don't think yeah. I, I i don't think that second season made the first season worse. Um, it made me like wow. the Promise Neverland less as a whole. Like I, oh yeah, boy. I, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, no good. Uh, so the yeah, other big- Promise Neverland. Let's not even dive into that yeah. deeper. Yeah. Um, the other um, big show I wanted to talk about is that uh, the Sword Art Online Progressive um, movie opened in Japan over the weekend and it did gangbusters um, what sort of online made money I, know, <laughs> I don't believe it it I was know. the top of the box office for its debut weekend and it'll be opening here stateside and i think in australia new zealand um come next month early next month but i'm actually interested in this because it's redoing the first season of the anime based on the progressive novels which is in turn like revisiting the original novels and changing some things up and rearranging some stuff. And um, just based on the most recent trailer that was put out, it looks like Asuna, you know, is getting a friend. She might get some more focus like earlier on in the season, instead of just when Kirito like first encounters her. Um, I always thought Asuna kind of got the short end of the stick on a lot of things after her general introduction. It's like, okay, this amazing woman who's 
or girl, you know, has survived this whole time inside of this game and she's gotten really high up in her guild and everything, but now she's my Kirito and he's better than her and she's his wife now and da 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 and yeah. She never really got to do a whole bunch of cool stuff after that and even got captured and stuff in the second season. So, I don't know. Um, I think I'd like to revisit the show. I watched all the way through... I think I jumped off on season three. So I made it all the way all the way that far, but I'd be willing to revisit the How first season. How many seasons are there now? There is, so there's the first season, the second season, and then season three was broken into two parts. James, did you review Sword Art Online for us? No, no, no I, I stopped us. watching. I stopped watching, I want to say episode like 12. I didn't get very far. Okay, yeah, it's, I think Richard is the one who reviews it for us now. Um, Which so season then is there's, the gun one? Uh, that's the second season. Oh, okay. All right. And I did watch, so I know I watched all the way through that. Um, the first season is like 26 episodes. It's got like two arcs in it. So that's, okay, that's so what I watched the first confusing. core of season one, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because there's the primary arc first, and then the second one has a different, second half's got a different villain, but it kind of feels a lot like rehash. And then the third, second season slash third arc is the one where, he goes into Gun Gale online and then that got a spin-off, which got its own anime and da da da. da. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad it's doing well. Um, I'll pro- I'd like I'd like to yeah. watch it. Yeah, looks good. <laughs> I, I I was I was maybe on board the the anti-hype train for like a little while there because I was just getting so sick of hearing about it and I was right. so I was so unimpressed by season one. Like I didn't hate it. Um, but I, I did I, I did think it wasn't anything super special. And so when it became like the biggest anime at the time, I, I got a little like tired of hearing of it. But You're I, like, I'm guys, past that please now. Yeah. Watch something else just for a yeah. little while. Watch yeah. anything else, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't but at this point I think was one that just never like like I said, I think I love the first season and then I got turned off by the brother sister romance and just I don't know, like, I'm like, always wonder if I should go and revisit that one. You know what I mean? But what I like about the movie is it's kind of like a retelling, Lindsay. And you were saying that, like, he, you know, is able to look back and reflect and make all these changes that he wanted to. So I'm kind of excited to see the movie. And then maybe he'll, you know what I mean? Like, keep on doing the later. I don't know. It makes money. So maybe we'll continue to see him reworking and rebooting in a sense, you know, because I was down for that. Yeah. And also point out that the, the, sister brother slash cousin stuff is that really goes away too. like, I feel like that shows up a lot in the second half of the first season. Right. That's kind of when they bring Leifa in Suguha. Um, she gets like stuck as a like third heroine role pretty, pretty quickly after that. Cause they're pretty dedicated. I think to the Kirito Asuna ship, like, yeah, these other girls like him, but they're, they don't really get a lot of opportunity to like, yeah so it's it okay. um that's good but i mean even still that's like a no-go for you like you don't have to watch sword Art online i'm just saying that like it doesn't like it's not like mushoku tensei where it like keeps coming up over and over and over again you're like ah stop um go yeah so baby <laughs> be gone with you someday we'll go a week without talking about the pervy baby i'm gonna talk about a really ah. good boy actually that's where we're gonna yeah. open up we're gonna talk about ranking of kings um, my favorite show this season, reviewing it for Anime News Network. Uh, like I said earlier, animated by uh, Wit Studio. It's also got some scenes by the, the director from Attack on Titan 2, who th- you can kind of see his influence in, in like the really great fight choreography in this show. 
But um, this is Ranking of Kings. I think I've talked about the premise like the last couple of weeks. So I don't know if I really need to like go over it all again. But Boji. He's a good boy. That's all you need Boji's to know. Boji's a good boy. He's the best boy in anime, like yeah. period. And, and that is saying a lot. But yeah. truly just so cute. Yeah. He's the Paddington of anime boys. And that, that is <laughs> the highest compliment you can yeah, possibly gosh. get from me. Or maybe Paddington is the Boji of British bears. Yeah. <laughs> okay, James's mind is blown right now. <laughs> I just he's so good. So like just a really he's quick so overview, I guess, of the general premise, and then maybe we can like talk more about specific moments in this in the show that we've we've all liked so far. Uh, Boji here, he's heir to be king. His dad is King Boss. There's an E on the end, but a lot of the character names um, I realize are kind of referential like and he's this huge guy but boji was allegedly born under like a cursed star so he's small and doesn't grow like he's the older brother of the blonde kid here dida so he's small he doesn't grow he's physically not very strong or did i just say that he's not strong he doesn't grow he's physically not very strong okay um and he's also deaf so one of the cool things about the show though is that they've uh gotten um, deaf professionals involved so a lot of the sign language is actually accurate to Japanese sign language and even one of the animators working on the show is hard of hearing and actually speaks sign oh, language. That's wonderful. So it's really cool to hear you know that they're they're being authentic to that experience as well but uh, yeah Boji here even though he has um, you know a lot of hurdles to go over he wants to be king but as we found out in episode three uh, that throne is kind of stolen from him because the adults around him don't think that he is uh, capable of being king because the people, the townsfolk, perceive him as weak. Um, his fighting skills are not what they're expected to be. That doesn't mean he's actually a bad fighter. He's just not a traditional fighter. And also his brother has like a cursed magic An evil mirror? mirror? Yeah. An evil magic mirror that's like manipulating stuff. So we end episode three with him finally going out on a, his first like big quest. Like he wants, I think, to prove himself. And he's like, I'm going to leave. Like, I'm out of here. Like, fuck you guys. I'm out. I'm going to go find my shadow friend who disappeared after the one of the court um, slashy slash dudes. He used snakes, though. And he had a beep. I love him. Yeah. I always forget his name, but it was like Betton. Evil mustache. Evil mustache? Yeah. Evil mustache. Anyway, uh, he goes, you know, he shooed Kage, his assassin pal, uh, shadow pal, out of the kingdom. So Boji's going off with um, his trainer, who's the guy you can kind of see in the background there, as well as a knight who's just, we've seen, saw him briefly in episode two, and he was empathetic to Boji at that time when Boji was doing the fight. So they all go out on a quest, and that's kind of where... Uh, episode three leaves off. This show makes me nearly cry every single time I watch it. Um, I'm just absolutely in love with it. I connect really closely with Boji. Um, I have a young son who has a communication disorder, so his speech is delayed. He's not deaf and he's not nonverbal, but his speech is delayed. So every time like something happens with Boji, I'm like, that's my kid. That's my kid. Like, ah, be good to him. Like, why is everyone oh picking gosh. on him? Sort of stuff. It gets it gets me right right there in my mommy heart. So it's just a great, great show. And now that I've gushed about it a little bit, James and Jackie, I'll let you talk about what you like about this show. 
Um, wow, what not to like about this show. So I think when I, when Lindsay first started to sell me on the show, I was like, okay, like, first of all, sounds depressing. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, it's about like a deaf mute child who's like trying to be king, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I, and I mean, Lindsay has forced me (laughs) to watch To Your Eternity and I don't even like remember some really sad ones, you know, like Loki kind of got me to go deeper into fruits basket and stuff. So I was like, Oh man, am I just going to be crying the whole time? But yes, I cry a lot while watching this, but um, there's like a lot of hope to this anime. And I think I really want to see like how it all plays out. Um, Boji is just like absolutely so lovable. Um, And I just like, I remember two scenes that really, really got me. And then I was like, this is different than any anime I've seen in a long, long time. One was when he was basically naked and walking back and forth. And um, his little shadow friend was like, this guy's an idiot and he's stupid and stuff. And then like he, you know, goes into his place, his room, and he's like started like crying so badly. And the shadow guy was like, oh my gosh, like he can hear them and he knows that they're ridiculing him, but he just like is putting on like a brave face. You know what I mean? And I just mm-hmm. like, I literally just was like gutted by that. Cause that's just like life. Right. Like we, yeah. we all feel like torn down, but we want to just uh, stay like brave and keep our chin up. And like the fact that he is, especially, you know, with all the challenges he's facing, I'm like, Oh my gosh. But shadow boy is also like, yeah. in my opinion, such a great character and his episode I was like crying like the whole time when he, oh my God, y'all talked about like the puddle mom on the, the stick thing. I was yeah. When he was going to sell mean, his little giraffe for an apple because he was starving. Yeah. yeah. And then the girl saved him. And she, when he started screaming, she started screaming over him and she didn't even know him. And she had this empathy for him. And, but the parts that got me the most was when that guy like took advantage of him right and it was just like he had no other connection so with anyone so it was just like that guy even touching him or giving him a little bit of affection was like to him like love and i literally was gutted like just watching it was very much like reminiscent of you've ever seen a child with a highly dysfunctional parent you know, because that's sort of what it was. Like, he was orphaned. My life. Guy, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, hit, hit too hard. I was like, This guy Whoa. takes him in, you know, because he can get him to steal stuff. And he's happy to do it because it's going to win. He feels it'll earn him the affection of of this man. And then, even so, even when the guy's, like, drunk and asleep, he, like, reaches up to hold his hand. Just to and, touch. Yeah. Yeah. Just to have that like physical. If I start touch. crying, guys. I'm sorry. I know. It was just <laughs> like that. And when he held his hands, it was like he was so happy and he felt like he was happy because, you know, he did something right when really the guy was not even happy because of that. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, coming from like, I've talked about it on past podcasts, but like that, that I was like, if we had to say everybody was like a character, like, I'm definitely Shadow Boy, like 100%. Like, that was hitting way too hard um but then like like what i loved about it was that you'd expect him to be so dark you know and heavy and he comes from um this background where they're killing people and everything you know but then it's like he has this soft spot for boji and he wants to protect him and be there for him and i just 
I think sometimes like people just get written off, you know, and I think you almost saw that with the mother. Like it was like, right. she was yeah. this awful assassin, but then she was still compassionate to her son. And we, you know, we, we do our show. And sometimes I think the people in the comments are very black and white. And I always try to say this, that like life is so gray, you know? And so it's like his mother and him are characters that you could easily write off. Is that, oh, are you there, Jackie? Oh. I think we lost Jackie which never happens. It's usually me. Or me. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I'll talk about the queen a little bit until we get Jackie back so she can talk about it. I was going to say, that was, that, that was, that episode is the one that really got me was yeah. the fact that they took this character who in the first episode, I, I kind of immediately decided I hated and wanted to die because of how cruel it seemed like she was being too bogey. She seemed like the fairy tale stepmother. Yeah. yeah, and and the 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 whole third episode when you see how heartbroken Boji is, you know when he finally got his shot to prove himself and be king. Um, yeah, it just when Dida stole it and he just runs in tears, you know, embarrassed and ashamed. And yeah. the fact that the whole second half of the episode shows you how much she really loves him and just wants to yeah. protect him. Oh mm -hmm. my God. I was, when he gave her that kiss on the cheek after she had let him go and she's just like, you're going to go report to my parents and you're coming right back. Like this yeah. is, this is like your baby's first adventure, but like, he's so, um, he's just so happy that she's willing to trust him and to have faith in him. And again, if I keep on going, I might actually start crying. Cause it's like you said, it takes this character that could have just been an, a, a, just a, a cardboard cutout trope and yeah. turns it into a, a real human person. Um, I know. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I liked, I liked the characterization she got in this episode a lot too. Like you said, it, we very much got the sense, Oh, she probably just wants to put Dida on the throne because he's her biological son. But in the most recent episode, we get all the backstory about how she's trying, how hard she tried to win over Boji when he clammed up after his mother died and how they were able to bond over her healing this snake that actually bit him. And it was a three-headed snake, although one of the heads was gone. And it had been like... When he met the big snake and then the snake started cuddling him, I literally, in my couch, just stood up and went, snake? <laughs> I don't know why. But I was just very happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that part, like, it seemed like it came out of nowhere to me at first. So I was like, what? He now has access to, like, a giant magic snake? Like, this is obviously not a normal animal it's huge <laughs> and got three heads and but only can two talk. eyes because and can talk and everything and it seemed like it had some kind of connection with the uh the assassin trainer mm -hmm. but ended up um i don't i don't it all bonded with boji because even though it bit him he got his mom to heal it and then it was able to live on and grow into a giant snake but uh yeah, I just really liked how they were able to do it because it put um, it made me reevaluate like uh, the queen's motivations for why she's mm -hmm. trying to get Dida on the throne. I I think it has less to do with her wanting her son to be heir and more to do with she's trying to be protective over Boji and doesn't uh, just doesn't feel like he's adequately equipped to be. So she's underestimating him, which you know is probably still painful and hurtful for him regardless but it's not out of malevolence or selfishness no and like I, you can understand why she's when he uh tumbled out that window and like cracked his head 
I, yeah. I like I I had to pause for a second because I was like, oh my god, like he just died. He hit that brick <laughs> and I literally. Like, <laughs> I know it was. So you can see why she. I don't know why he him. landed so well, other than the fact that maybe he's abnormally light. As like that is that part of his like smallness? Is that he's I, also? I mean, like... I I imagine he must have some kind of like not super strength but some kind of like more than human resilience by virtue of his dad being a literal giant i don't know um because i I, in that moment i was like is this cartoon logic that we're going by yeah yeah right he should be dead and i think he might have been for a second (laughs) he might have actually been near death um here's here's snake by the way when the snake said this i was like where is my snake friend to tell me that whenever i feel sad (laughs) Like, it's a good snake. It's a good snake. Um, it's a good snake. Well, yeah, one other uh, part of the episode that, like, I would like to oh, discuss. This thing. Because what the fuck is this? What is eat? this? <laughs> I like, I, I exclaimed, what the hell, when this came yeah. on screen. So for for context for people who maybe are just listening, uh, Boji's dad, who had been ill for a considerable amount of time up to this point uh dies and then after he dies and they're all you know weeping the death of the king um a goddamn demon yeah comes out of it, his body it looks like there's it, if you've ever seen those paintings of like the sleep paralysis demons that they did back in like the <laughs> the middle ages or in the renaissance yeah. it looks just like that except with that weird freaking heart mouth whatever thing yeah yeah um not really explained does bear some resemblance to his actual dad i don't know if maybe this demon had some sort of pact with his dad or something because i mean it has the same sort of beard same maybe relative size uh vaguely sexual visage yeah with the nose slash heart mouth shape i was like that's i don't know there's something going on with this thing something going on there uh it pointed a creepy demon finger at Boji and maybe snickered a little bit and then just disappeared. Uh, in the chat, Tiger Alliance says, I wonder if the demon is the, the being in the mirror. And I don't know because the voice in the mirror is, is feminine. That's true. But that could also just be like, you know, that could be just like demon shit. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Like, yeah. I just love uh, that there's so much weird completely off the wall like true fantasy world building going on in yeah. the show that that is ostensibly just about the goodest boy doing the goodest things but yeah. then there's like all this brutal murder and like all this crazy right you know, this his brother is ruthless like the first yeah. thing is, i mean it doesn't seem like he gets that from his mother she's already sort of like whoa can you um slow down we we don't have to fire or execute everyone who like disagreed with you abdicate you know taking it's like too late i'm already doing it i'm already i just sent a guy to go kill the spear guy because he didn't vote for me he voted for boji and that's how snake assassin man ended up shanked in the chest with a broken spear i'm glad spear man is on boji's side But but then like his body got swallowed up by the earth so is he even dead i don't know yeah, um, they didn't. Yes, they didn't uh, elaborate on that when I saw it. My it just happened. Like, yeah, this is what happens. You just get swallowed by the earth when you die. Like when it happened, 
instinctually my thought was oh the snakes like i don't know why i just oh, okay. a big underground snake might have done it because it was living in kind of a cave that yeah. doesn't mean i'm right they didn't show any snakes or anything but that was just my what that was my inclination at the time another thing about this demon though and it may be like empowering or possessing uh boji's dad um we know that there's something called the ranking of kings where the show has getting its name there are, you know, other territories that have kings and there seems to be some kind of competition of sorts. Um, Jackie brought up earlier the, like the little girl that helped cover for Kage. I'm pretty sure she's part of like another kingdom. Yeah. Um, but we don't really know much about her at this point. Everyone thinks she's weird, but she's just. I want her and Boji to be friends. That's what I want. Yeah, I feel like. They wouldn't have introduced her if she's not going to play a role somewhere down the line. But um, yeah, Dida, you know, says, I'm going to take number one in the ranking of kings. His mom's like, yo, what? You don't have to do that. But I wonder if maybe this demon and Boji's dad might be connected due to some sort of pact related to that. I have no idea. This is just like, I'm just spitballing, really. Um I, I would be more than happy to let this show go for like 50 or 100 episodes and just like. It's going for at least like 25 or 26. Good. Good. So, yeah, Good. it's going to go well into spring. Thank goodness. I'm ready to Hell just yeah. like, yeah, be talking about it all the time. So, yeah, if you haven't checked this show out, um, the action animation is great. You usually get like one cool fight scene every episode so far. Like this episode, it was the spear guy. Like they did a really cool thing with. Um, the camera, the camera in it, where like it was following, it was like going around with the spear guy and the fighting. yeah, and the way they the way they captured like the 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 physicality of the stick like vibrating when once it made contact, like that was just so yeah. good. That's just, just some like yeah. incredible attention to yeah. detail. Yeah, which again, it's yeah. weird. Of course they would like this. Yeah, they do. Yeah, no, no kidding. So yeah, if you haven't checked this one out, highly, highly recommend it. Um, I am going to real briefly try to see what's going on with Jackie. See if she's sending me messages on. Freaking Dida added again. Dida's trying to sabotage anyone. That talks <laughs> right. to he doesn't want, us, yeah, doesn't want us talking about. You knew that version. Jackie had some words to say about him. and, and he. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. Yeah, I'm just wondering if like maybe she needs the link again or something. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, well, I sent her a message. Uh, we'll, so, James, I'm thinking you might have been a little warmer on Comey than I have, like, some mixed feelings about I, Comey. So I, that's interesting, because I do too, but I'm, I'm, I wanna, I, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts, because my mixed feelings, I think, my biggest fear was because I reviewed a high score girl for the mm -hmm. for the site, and I um I, I liked that show, but one of my issues with that show was the way that they they also had the the nonverbal um female lead. Oh, okay. um, and in that I didn't show, know she was nonverbal in that in that show. She, well, she and the, it, it's weird because it, at, at first it was hard for me to tell. Like, is this just like a bit? Like, are they just? Right. Are they are they only showing the bits where she doesn't talk, and you know when she's off screen she can have you know verbal conversation just fine. But as the show went on, like it became, like it, it seemed to become pretty clear that like she she legitimately is nonverbal, and it it was one of those things where 
it, the show couldn't decide if it was just like a quirky character trait or like legitimately something that like she had to struggle with when it came to communicating with other people. And the thing yeah. that I, the thing that I liked about this show, which isn't perfect. And and I'm sure we'll get to the, some of the quirks, but the thing yeah. I liked was that she, even though she, she, she has a really hard time communicating with the, um, with the written communication montage which i think was was maybe my favorite part of the two episodes same yeah that was definitely a highlight like she has like she has a personality and a voice and she has agency like she she doesn't just exist to be the the kind of quirky love interest of uh tadano is that his name tadano oh no he's so nondescript that's the way he likes it so yeah uh poofy hair boy yeah Um, yeah she actually has like a goal and she has wants. And I like that, um, you know, for some of the other issues that I think you're going to bring up. Um, I like that she actually felt more like a person and less like, like a, like a bit, but yeah. But, but yeah. tell me, so what, what were the, what were the things about it that maybe rubbed you the wrong way? And I feel like because you, you have like personal experience with, with people that do have communicative uh, struggles. I, I I feel like you probably have a much better um, perspective on on maybe the way that the show could could do a little bit better by its protagonist. Well, I mean, as far as like personal experience, like I, as far as like my son in particular goes, like yes, he has a communication disorder. He doesn't have social anxiety though. He's very gregarious. Like he he enjoys people. He enjoys kids. He enjoys playing. And he's like very, very, very social, even though um, his communication, like verbal communication abilities are a little bit stilted. He's just like a little bit behind. So I can't really relate to it on in that instance. And personally, like, I don't have social anxiety so much as like, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm also, I'm not great in large groups of people. I get it. I'm naturally more introverted. So I will get uh, tired if I have to be like, on for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, there are parts of the show that I really like that has a, it has a lot of great highlights. The animation is beautiful, especially in the opening with the bit on the um, when they're doing the crossroad and the cat and like it zooms into the cat's eye and it sees her. Um, yeah. And I really liked the written communication form as well too. That was really really good. Um, but it's interspersed with some things that I'm like less enthused about. The first episode in particular, like the gag bits that kind of start in the beginning were a little hit and miss for me. Like there's too like much. To... Yeah. Trying there was way too... too hard. Yeah. yeah. Early in the first episode, it wasn't until the confession between uh, Comey and uh, Tadano that I was like, Oh, okay. Once it gets into this group, it's really good. Like that early stuff was just kind of like some misfires. Um, the camera's very interested in how short the girl's skirts are. So there's like just a lot of framing that's like thighs, which like I'm not offended by thighs. It's just usually when like it's, it's weird. so prevalent <laughs> yeah. that I'm like, okay, you're doing yes, it's distracting too short. It's a little bit distracting. Like, you know, titillate a little bit if you want to, I suppose, but like you don't gotta beat me over the head with it. Like I get it. Um I thought uh the handling of uh nigiri i believe is uh their name i'm gonna use they pronouns because uh 
Yeah. They're either cross-dresser or possibly non-binary, or they might be yeah. lesbian. I'm not really sure. It's not really clearly defined at this point. It doesn't ever have to be either. Like, you can play around with gender norms and how you want to dress and who you're attracted to and all the other kind of stuff. Like, I'm not going to say you got to fit in a particular box, but there were a couple different jokes that were, like, not great. Um, yeah. Like, they think it's pretty funny that uh, he's, they are wearing a skirt and like, there's at least one on-screen joke with text where, uh, Najiri makes like kind of some kind of ambiguous statement about gender and the text is like, which are you? And it's like, stop, please. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's when, it's when they, it's when they tell the, the rapey, uh, hooligan that yes. they're, that they're, that they're a guy. And so they're not interested in him. And then he says yeah. he doesn't care. Um, and then on the side, uh, Tadano's like, oh, okay, but which one's which? Because earlier they said the opposite to, to throw Tadano off. Or, yeah, I was a little weird because they make a point. I don't know. Like, it's so strange because I'm so used to anime treating non-binary characters and, and transgender characters and, and really any kind of queer character as such a a kind of broad and, and usually pretty ugly stereotype. That's that, true, yeah. That the fact that we have a character who's like explicit kind of main trait is if they're incredibly well-liked, incredibly popular, no one at all really seems to care about their 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 gender ambiguity. Like Tadano, yeah. like they do that thing where Tadano thinks it's quote unquote weird, but he he evidently like he doesn't really care enough to 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 like dislike or to be put off. Yeah, I compared don't... to like Blue Period, where that yeah. was, yeah, where that was like dead naming a character, yeah, right? Yeah, like like explicitly chosen a feminine name and refusing to use it. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't awful. And you're right, I actually liked how Najiri deflected a lot of the like critic sort of criticism at first. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, and then Tana knows yeah. like you wore a boy's uniform every day in junior high, and Najiri's like, I don't. What do you, this is yeah. so I wear this one now. Like, but then they also make a point to be like they're a habitual liar, which is kind of like it's doing that yeah. thing where it's it's conflating, it's whether intentionally or just I think it's maybe I think it's more of like a stereotype still in Japanese culture where all of that is like purely performative, theatrical, like kink almost. Yeah, um, and it's not really. Treated as as a particularly serious identity, or or at least the language hasn't gotten to that point yet for a lot of yeah. writing. So I I definitely agree that it it could be better. Um, mm -hmm. I think it could be a lot worse, and that that's never like that's never an excuse, right? But it yeah. is. It was maybe for me, and granted, you know, I'm not I'm not non-binary or anything, and so I don't have a like a personal. Um, uh, kind of gut reaction to those sorts of things in the same way that I'm sure a lot of viewers do. But I was, like you said, I was a lot more put off like in blue period with the really aggressive dead naming and, and just the weird vibes that that guy gave off. Yeah. Um, I like that this, really that this like character more bro about it to a point where yeah. you're like, Oh God, please don't. Yeah. And I think the habitual lying thing, like when it was first introduced, I was like, Oh no. So they're untrustworthy. But then I, I think the example they gave, of the kind of lying that Najiri does is it's like social uh, lying. It's like social lying or, yeah. or well, like they 
kind of trick Comey to go get a Frappuccino. Yeah. And that they don't need or really want. And they say, if you don't go get me this Frappuccino, we can't be friends anymore. They're obviously joking. Um, Comey takes it at face value. And the whole motivation behind it is to try and like get her to practice her speaking skills by having her order something inside of a restaurant. But there are like parts with the social anxiety thing and her appearance. That's another thing that kind of like. That she's just so obscenely. She's so obscenely beautiful beautiful. that no one has noticed up until this point that she doesn't talk or has thought that, you know, she might have um, any social anxiety or um, a communication disorder of any kind because she's just so overwhelmingly gorgeous. And like, my thoughts are like, what happens when she, when she goes, has her and her family never eaten anywhere before? I know. Is it different maybe with her parents? Like I'm assuming she can speak to her own parents without these sorts of issues. But like, you know, whenever a waiter has come up to her yeah. family, does she like freeze up and they just have always ordered for her or something? This I might know. also be elaborated in, in other episodes, but it was just sort of like. No, I found it distracting too. Uh, my Like, so my wife has um, social anxiety, like pretty, you know, pretty intense. Um, yeah. and, you know, she's not non-communicative, but having seen like how, like how much that can really like genuinely affect every single interaction you have, even if you're not seeing it. And in the case of Comey, people should be seeing it. But also like as a teacher, it's one of those things where like you said, if I had a student in my classroom that legitimately could not speak, um, I don't know what the special education system in Japan is like or anything like that. So I'm not going to make any assumptions. But like you said, like like that's not something you could just like fake your way, like, like you said, it, it's one of those things where the show does a good job as it, it actually uses the term social anxiety. It yeah. is it is presenting her her struggle as something like real and that she it's a source of a lot of pain and it isn't just like a joke. But at the same yeah. time, there's no conceivable situation in which she would get all the way to high school and literally the first person to ever like think to like use writing to talk with her or something is this this guy like that that, yeah um yeah yeah. like i think i even had like public speaking as part of high school curriculum you know there's just a lot of times when you're expected to give presentations in school Um, even in in japanese schools like the whole way that they do teaching is you have to stand up and you have to give your answer then you sit down and then they call on someone else like right and i mean they talked (laughs) on that a little bit like she was supposed to read something aloud and like she doesn't, and then the teacher's like, "She ran out of the classroom." Yeah, well, <laughs> no, the she, teacher like, like the "You're board. right. Actually, reading aloud is dumb. Everyone reads silently to yourself for the rest of the period." And that's like, like so I, just, I guess she's just so hot that reality itself has bended to conform to her. That's kind of the impression that they're giving it. Yes, and so yeah, I found that like a little bit distracting. Um, I do like that. Uh, it seems like. Well, they didn't explain it, I think, until the beginning of the second episode that this illustrious prep school is, like, full of misfits and, like, offbeat weirdos yeah, that and one stuff. One girl is, like, wearing armor. <laughs> you see that at the very beginning of the first episode? I'm like, is she wearing, like, armor leg guards? And, and my husband was watching with me. He's like, oh, she's probably just, like, in the drama club. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe that makes sense. We'll explain it later. And then he's sitting, and I'm like, no, wait, the guy behind him is dressed as a literal ninja. And 
Except is a ninja. Like, other, like, it's just a ninja. And then he, like, yeah, is a ninja. Um, and there's been other like characters like that. That one, Off. that one girl that like actively threatens to murder Tadano, like just for sitting next, to, like that was hilarious. That like, was fun. I know that's like an anime stereotype where there's like the aggressive fan club for the one member of school. You know, they had it in Fruits Basket. They've had it in lots of other shows. Um, but then like he approaches her and she's like, "Hey, what's up?" And then he's like, "I wanted to ask you about Comey." And then she like whispers into his ear, yeah. like, "If you ever say her name, trash. I swear to God, I'm just gonna fucking kill you. Like, just don't yeah. ever speak to me. You are literal trash." Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm no, a, that, I, that and anytime th there's something about just the the visual joke of taking the the really gorgeous and and kind of uh, elevated character design that like Comey gets, and then she gets the little chibi eyes when she's nervous. Like I just I like, find that I actually like that form better when she's got the big white. I know eyes that melts my heart. Face. Like. That's yeah, kind of what it sold the show on me, where I was like, okay, whatever. I'll also die for you. You and Boji, <laughs> I'll protect you with my lives. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Or she gets the I little cat ears. Yeah, that's really cute. I'm hoping, like, even if it's just her using, like, a notepad or something to communicate, that that starts happening a little more. The first two episodes, it's a lot of, like, her not really getting to talk at all, especially in the second episode. Um, I did like the bit with the barista, though, where he's, like, so I am. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's like, I passed. You know, it's all a Starbucks. Only 12 people in the world can wear this black apron. can wear the black apron because they've passed such and such exam. I can infer exactly what you want for the... And it's, like, wrong. It's, like, this yeah. huge thing. Um, yeah. Did, the, did, the, did Netflix's subtitles kind of... The way they handle subtitling, was that kind of... I feel like a lot of the jokes also didn't hit because the the, the timing was off. Because if this isn't like Crunchyroll, they would have had like the the on screen subtitles for the signs and the text, and you could have read it at the same time. But on Netflix, like you have to wait for the dialogue to finish and hope that they fit in yeah. the sign translation. So I wonder if that maybe impacted the the humor of that first episode because it was going. It so might fast. have a bit. A, a lot of the on-screen text was sometimes the dialogue written out as well. So I think they didn't okay. give you the text because they're like, oh, the text on screen is the same as what was just said. So they only did one. But then, yeah, there were other ones where I wasn't positive if that, if that was happening. And there might have been some little note. Like I noticed a couple scenes where there would be like an asterisk and then yeah. like something. And I don't know if those always got subtitled. They but did. It was definitely... I, I was like pausing to be like, is there, is, is this my player that's messing up? But I think <laughs> it's just the way they encode their subtitles. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if Funimation has fixed their player because that used to be a, a problem with, with that. No, if there's no. on screen text and dialogue, you just don't get one of them. Yeah. Uh, now, what they generally do is they, they'll like put the, the sign text like on the top and then they'll yeah. put the, the, the dialogue on the bottom. But it, Again, I think that what like Verve and Crunchyroll has managed to do with their players, like, you know, Where it sometimes like overlaps it. And they'll color yeah. code it too to like so you yeah. can really, you know, it gets you a little that, like fan subby yeah. sometimes, but I think it, it makes sense to me. I'm yeah. sure it's a lot and of work, but I'm sure it is too. But with the colors, at least like visually, you know, like, oh, that text was for that on screen because it mm. matches it. You know, it's not just also white text with black background. No. Yeah. Yeah, so of the, I don't know if I'll watch more Comey. Like, I might. Like, the, like I said, the humor just wasn't quite there. I might give it, like, another episode or so and see if it um, kind of, I don't know, if we get a 
a more established supporting cast maybe or something i might stick with it definitely sticking with rankings of kings though like just so good and sorry uh jackie um did message me back and they're having a outage in oh no she's at. so like she just doesn't have internet right now it sucks so um Dida. I told Dina, I told her we would talk about these shows maybe some more next week as well because she had a lot of thoughts and she really wanted to talk about them. She's pretty excited about it. So, um, dang, Comcast or whatever you guys got in California, I don't know. But okay, you yeah. tell me that Dida wouldn't run Comcast. Dida would run Comcast. <laughs> he would be on the. He's coming for Jeff Bezos. Is who he's coming for though. Like, oh man, uh, yeah, little little Jeff Bezos, Draco Malfoy baby. Like, <laughs> He does look like Draco Malfoy, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Definitely got Draco Malfoy vibes. All right, James, thanks for uh, talking about these shows with me. They're both really good. Um, we'll keep checking in on them throughout the season. And I want to thank everyone who showed up. Uh, if you came in late or you know missed most of it, what you need to do is subscribe to our channel here on YouTube. That way you can be here right on time. We're at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on Mondays. Uh, there's also a podcast version that you can subscribe to on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Apple. They don't have iTunes anymore, do they? I think it's just Apple Podcasts is what they call it. Apple Podcasts. Anyway, we're on like all of those. So definitely subscribe to and leave us a nice review if you've got some time. Really appreciate it. Smash so, that bell. Isn't that what they smash say? Smash the bell and the, smash yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Smash right, it like, smash it like Boji smashed his brother's head with that stick. He deserved it. Yeah. Totally deserved it. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.